On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we give you an update on the big boy slip. We also discuss the Sony Evo acquisition. What does this mean for the fighting game community? Find out on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome, everyone, to another week of Third Party Controller Podcast, episode 311. 311. Oh. Whoa. Amber is the color of your energy. This is dedicated to the band 311. We're all huge fans. I wasn't. Uh, you love them. You love them. I mean, they're okay. I don't. They're great. They're I the best like band. Lot, I feel like they're in the world. I feel like a lot of people think they're really, really great, and I just see they're, they're fantastic, man. That's why they. Have, they're <laughs> they're really, bad. They're, they're like, I don't. I don't hate them. I just don't think that they're as great as some people make them. They're the best band ever, but I only know one song. Oh, Amber is the color. It's pretty energy. much the only song everyone knows. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but yes, episode. Yeah, they're the greatest. Yes, episode three hundred eleven, three eleven. The band dedicated to them. Joe's favorite band. He loves them. That will be when when Joe, when Joe debatable. is a a MMA mixed martial arts master fighter and his ring his ring entrance will be that song. Any three eleven song because they're all amazing. <laughs> His ring entrance would be uh, their version of uh, the Cure song, Love Song. We don't speak of that. We don't speak of it. You, if you're a fan, you have to be a fan of that, too. No. Yes. Why, why Jesse? Why don't you like that song? Anyway, that this will be one of the best episodes ever of Third Party Control Podcasts. You just ruined the bit. We will, will ignore it. Though, Jesse? Will, will it ignore. Really, really be one of the best episodes ever? It's hard to say. It, That's well, a lot you know of hyperbole what? coming from you. You know why, Joe? Because you're here. Beto's here. And I'm here. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, so let's get to it by talking about what you guys really want to know about. So let's start this bitch. Beto. Hey, suffer. Hey. Kind of similar week. Um, still dealing with back pain, so I really haven't had the chance to play much. I started. I played more Yakuza. I'm getting further into it. I think I'm about 20 hours into it now. Noise. So maybe like barely like a quarter of the way done. But it's. Uh, I like it. I I feel like if you. I don't know because it's a good game. But where it's going, it kind of like went off the rails a bit. I'm just like, okay, what's this? I mean, I, I get what's going on, but it's still like, I don't know. This, what? What? Why? Why? Because <laughs> you could spend so much time doing like a certain, like a certain spot, a certain certain spot of this game. You don't want to give any spoilers, but like it's it kind of it veers off a bit. Like I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, <laughs> well, like I understand what's happening, but I'm just like, why? Why are we still here? 
Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's been it's been cool. Just I mean, just any because again, they're always fun for me. But yeah, that's all I played really. Shit, I played a little bit of Madden. I kind of slowed that down too. Not really playing much. Um, but Joe and I played uh, in our other league. We uh, we had a pretty fun game. It was back and forth. Um, yeah, it was a really fun one. That was a good what, one. What what yeah. league is this? League seven, eighteen. I think it's, it's my second. Joe's like fifteenth. Oh. And uh, but yeah, I'm I'm the Jets, which is probably like the shittiest team in the, in the league. And uh, Joe has the Dolphins, which isn't great, but a little bit better. And uh, yeah, we had a we had a fun back and forth game. It was it was uh, it's I don't know it's. It's not like in our league, like we get pumped up for it. Like I get nervous, like trying to play in our league against you. But playing this, I was just like, whatever. It's it was still fun. I, I wanted to win, but I, I was still like, mm. I didn't I didn't really, I didn't get hyped for it. Like it's I usually, because we both had, we, we I think we going into the game, we both had the same record, and it's a bad yeah. record. And at the same time, it's like I want to win, but also if I lose, that gives me a better draft. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, eh, you know. Yeah, but it was fun. It was fun playing. Yeah, it was a good. It was actually really good. Yeah, just like this shitty thing that happened. Like, I I clipped it a because uh, we could stream on Twitch and like the way team streams. So Joe streamed it, and there was a part where he Joe caught the ball. He threw it to the threw it to his receiver. He caught caught the ball. Had one foot in, and the other foot was out of bounds. That's an incomplete pass. And then I challenged it, and it, it said that. They overturned the the uh, the ruling on the field, saying that it wasn't a catch. So then it would have uh, been what was it? Was it third down? It would have been third down. Yeah, third or fourth. Yeah, it would have been. It would have counted as a down, but for some reason, it still gave gave him the spot that he originally caught the ball on. So it's just a glitch that it just it did the challenge did did nothing. So it's like it's it's, it's kind of shitty that. Like you can challenge the play, but it just it didn't work. So they go. I mean, I studied the play afterwards, Beto, uh, in my own time, and yeah. uh, I found that it was inconclusive. Okay. <laughs> and but you yeah. know, if it's inconclusive, then the ruling has to stand. So. I mean, you can clearly see that it was one foot in, one foot out. I mean, you know, depending on the angle that you were looking at it, mm. we don't know what angle, what what angle the uh, the reps were looking at, what compute, what, what what camera angle they were looking at, Beto. Yeah, we just but don't it, know. And it, you can clearly see half of his foot was outside of the. Uh, <sighs> yeah. The field. This this one was streamed. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Played there. Played their game. It was fun. And uh, yeah, that was, that's it for me. Didn't really do much. What you doing, Tuffle? Um. Yeah, I'm on the same boat this week. Not a, not not a a whole lot of uh game game playing game playing going on. Uh, I got my hands thanks to a certain somebody on one of them fancy elite controllers and ooh 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 wee that feels nice ooh yeah. that's, a, that's nice yeah no it's pretty it's pretty fucking nice it feels premium it really does uh, so used it for a little bit got, got, got used just uh, getting used to it uh, those back the little paddles in the back. Uh, I haven't used them for anything yet, but I'm like, yeah, I can totally see myself using those. That's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good build to it. Uh, you know, all the, and then with all the accessories and stuff like that, it was, it was really nice. 
Um, definitely we had our, yeah, we, we played our, me and Beto played our game in Madden. Um, we have, I was involved in the Super Bowl and I was finally dethroned. So no three-peat for me. What, um, what league was the Super Bowl one in? Our main one. Okay. And I was dethroned by, uh, uh, one of our guys who has kept quiet for most of the season, didn't talk yeah. crap, just kind of laid low, quietly amassed himself a great record, and then just came on. And yeah, man, it is actually probably one of the better uh, Super Bowls. Uh, I mean, it was it was a good game. Like I lost, I lost by a touchdown, and I was coming from behind like most of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, it was just yeah, I couldn't like. It was really since this season has been the first season where we've really been streaming a lot of games. We had a lot of our, I noticed we had like seven or eight guys on the stream from the league all wanted to watch it. Yeah. So it was really cool. And I think, cool. you know, definitely streaming for us is going to be, uh, at least the user games is going to be the way that we go. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I think it's added a lot to the league. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a good thing. Yeah. Makes, um, by doing that, it made it much, so much more fun and more, much more competitive because you get to see like how, how everybody plays and, and just watching the game watching each other play it's fun do you guys comment yeah. do they are you like, yeah they can comment. yeah you do the comment on the on the twitch stream nice um so yeah there was uh so did that i was stopped so it's probably for the it's probably for the best <laughs> afterwards i was like yeah you know didn't want me winning a third one anyways uh-uh. for all of the uh <laughs> trash talk that would have gone on it's like once, never... oh, once uh I think once some once somebody wins so much, you kind of you kind of start hating them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would have been next. It would have like, like I would like, like if I win, if I keep winning, people are going to yeah. start to quit. They're not going to yeah. play anymore. And like Tom Brady, like he's won so many Super Bowls that like even before the Super Bowl, like he's playing. He's like, fuck, I don't want him to win. Just because he wins so much, I'm just like, let, let somebody else win. Like fucking, and then he won. And I'm just like, fuck, he's he's just so fucking good. Like like I, I because of that, I was like. I like him though. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, I really feel like I could have won that game if I just hadn't gone in so overconfident in the first quarter. <laughs> really, that was my downfall because yeah. like I went in overconfident and then I even scored really fast, and I was just like, I got this fucking shit. And then like first play on defense, I I sent like seven or eight guys on a blitz. And he scored back on me to tie it, and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and then it started to dawn on me like, oh damn, he's got some. Yeah, he had some really good weapons on defense, and I was like, made it really hard for me. Yeah, his but, defensive line is ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. So yeah, we finished that in our season, and now we're in the we're we're we got a draft actually uh, coming up, and then um, I had another league. I joined, in a, I was in a different league, and I think I'm going to quit it now because I don't like. I kind of feel like these guys were like dishonest. It was pretty. It's pretty sad. It's pretty shitty because it looked like it was going to be cool, and then they got to a certain point uh, where they were like, "Hey, okay, we're going to sign free agents. Uh, this is going to move twenty-four in twenty-four hours. We'll move it ahead." And then twenty-four hours, well, two things happen. So like, I put uh, bids, and you know, like I, I understand, like you know, in free agency, you put bids for players, and you can lose them. Um, you, you can lose the bid. Someone will outbid you. You know, if someone's on at the same time and they see your bid and they want to bid more, they'll bid more and you, you guys get into bidding wars. But, uh, <clears throat> and that's fine, you know, uh, you know, and I feel like a lot of times I don't, I don't win them. So it's like, I, I get it. Um, but in this case, like, I felt like uh, they announced that and then I had placed bids on some good players. And then three hours before the 24 hour advance, 
a message came saying, oh, we've advanced to stage two. And uh, just so you guys know, we placed our bids. Uh, like we placed our own, like one of the commissions, like I put my bids in and then waited 15 minutes before I moved it forward. And I was like, okay, so you guys moved it up three hours early and then just happened to say that. So obviously like a group of commissions basically all won all the, the best, the prized players in the, that were free agents. And I was like, Hmm, that's kind of bullshit. So one dude already quit. One guy was just like straight out like, Oh, way to kill the league. And then just left. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't quit yet, but I'm more than likely. I'm good. I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's like, um, <clears throat> so yeah, there's that. It's unfortunate. Uh, but, uh, Jesse, what's up? This week was another week. I didn't play much, but I finally, if you, I think I've talked about it here on the show. Um, and if you watch me when I stream on Twitch, uh, I finally got around to playing Dark Souls 3. So I was challenged by someone who follows me, someone I know, and who also listens to the podcast that uh, I have from, I actually had since January till the end of this year to play and beat Dark Souls 3. And if I play and beat Dark Souls 3, uh, I, I get $100. So I finally started it this week and going into it, I knew I played about two hours of it. I knew I was going to struggle with it. I knew I was going to repeatedly play through the same maybe mini boss or whatever. Right. I didn't have any, any knowledge. My, my, my experience with any of the from, from soft games is probably like an hour of Sekiro, Sekiro. Uh, probably two hours of Demon Souls, uh, and like 45 minutes of Bloodborne. Like them, I like those, but I never continued with them, right? Uh, so I want to like I. Dark Souls three will be the first one I'm actually gonna probably complete complete. Well, I'm gonna complete it, and I'm actually sitting down to play it, and i had a great fucking time i got upset in certain moments i got upset with how the gameplay not the gameplay was but how i was like losing over and over again but you know with those kind of games you hear it on everything dark souls it's a hard game it's the dark souls of games it's this type of game right um but i really liked it i dug it and i died a shit ton in the beginning uh bethel watched me right bethel yeah i saw i saw i see i saw you get pissed off a ton uh, yeah um, but what I really liked about it, what I thought was cool was just the setting, the atmosphere, and it brought, it brought me back to a lot of, um, my early childhood of playing like Mega Man 3 as a kid. Now difficulty compared to a Dark Souls now, like Dark Souls 3 is, is not there, but as a kid, like what I mean by comparing it to Mega Man is how you repeatedly play through it. Like you lose, you're learning the level. You're learning about the enemy when you get to the, the, the final boss, you know? what What's its gameplay? How are you gonna counter whatever type of attack? What pattern does he have? Oh, okay, when this happens, then you gotta switch to this. You gotta slide under him, etc., etc. You know, it brought back that feeling. But starting that mid-boss that you kind of encounter in the beginning, everything from like, the area you're in to the music and how it swells up. I've never been so into something and have my heart pumping so hard 
than it was with that first encounter. Like I got really excited. Like I got like, oh shit, like it felt serious. You know, even so early on within like the first 30 minutes, it was really cool. Uh, it took me about an hour and 30, maybe an hour and 20 to beat that guy. Just cause I kept losing, but I was like trying to, to learn his patterns and like, okay, I gotta, you know, dodge to the right. And then, then like when he swings, dodge this way. But then when he mutates, dodge to the left or, you know, vice versa. But uh, it was fun. It was fun doing that. Uh, there was that extra layer of people watching that kind of got me nervous too. That I would have to kind of like push off to the side. Like I tried many times to kind of like, all right, no one's watching me. I'm just playing this on my own. But that was added. That was added like pressure on there. Mm. But it was it was fun. I really dug it. I actually I really enjoyed it. It was fun. I liked it. I liked what I played and I liked I liked everything about it. I could see now like not that I never knew before, but like now I get why people like that type of game. I get why people enjoy Dark Souls or any of the FromSoft games. There's a there's a bit of like I don't know, it was it was just fun. I haven't felt that adrenaline in in a game in a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like that adrenaline feeling of even like when you're fighting someone on a fighting game online or something or you know, boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't know, but the, what what did you think when you were watching? Uh, it was cool. I mean, I, I can tell you were getting into it because it's just kind of like you would just kind of just stay quiet and just try to fight it, but cause it was fun watching you just, your reactions too because you just like, you try to dodge it, but <laughs> it's just funny you just hear you trying to dodge but you're like, oh! <laughs> every couple minutes you're just fucking yelling out because you're trying to dodge a dodge the enemy's attacks or something i think yeah it, it looked fun it did they did it, i don't know there's a lot of it like it's pretty cool like certain attacks i'd just be like oh shit it's kind of like you dodging it at the last minute was really cool um what i liked about because i'm playing it on i'm playing the ps4 copy on a ps5 and i did a little research on it and and due to the extra horsepower of the ps5 um it's running Dark Souls 3 at 60 frames. If you were playing it on a PS4 or PS4 Pro, um, it doesn't hit that mark or sometimes it drops. So it's actually, you're playing it in the best way possible. So I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, having a PS5 kind of uh, helps me out in the frame rate department, you know? So I liked, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I'm having fun. Uh, I'm going to have fun continuing and I'm going to get pissed a lot. Uh, playing that game, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I I couldn't think of a title when I was... Because you can always title, you know, when you're doing Twitch stuff. Like, you can title your, your stream. And I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to title this. I couldn't figure anything out. But all I could think of was House of Pain Part 1. And I'll just do House of Pain Part 2. The House of Pain is in effect, y'all. That's why I did the it. The House of Pain <laughs> is in effect. But yeah, um... Other than that, that was probably the the new newest game I've played. I'm still playing. Uh, I'm trying to get back into not trying, but I've been playing uh, Persona Five Strikers here and there. Um, still digging it. Still really enjoying it. Uh, I just uh, trying to find as much time as I can to, to jump into it uh, whenever I have time available. Because I have that, and then I'm also streaming Police Knots, and that's been cool. Police Knots has still continued on being fun. And I've been thinking of like what what is the next game I'm gonna play after Police Knots, and I think I got it, but I kind of don't want to say what it is yet. And the only thing I could say is if if you've been a fan of the show for a long time, it's a game I've talked about 
It's a game Joe's talked about, and it's a game Bethel's talked about. So that's a little hint. A serious wrath. Fuck! How'd you know? Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna do that next. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna finally give it. Like everyone says, all this stuff. The price just keeps going up on that fucking game. So really? I, yeah. How much is it? I, I, like it's not too much, but like when I got it, I was like, I'm not paying more than fucking ten dollars, and I got it when it was ten dollars. Now I want to say like it might be like forty dollars. I'm not oh, sure. Shit. How much is it now? All right, I thought you looked it up. No, I just like, oh, shit. It's not a crazy price, but it's more than what I paid for. I wouldn't pay for that right now. It's either maybe 20 or 40 I don't know, but it's it's gotten higher. I think, like, the Xbox version, because I was like, oh, I'll probably get the Xbox version so I could play it, like, because I have it on PS3, but then I saw a price for it, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pay that 35 much. 35 bucks uh, for Xbox and 60 60 for PlayStation? PlayStation, yeah. Holy shit, why is the PlayStation one so expensive? Mm-hmm. Jesus, that's the one I have. I guess I'm playing it on the console that's more? Whatever. But yeah, alright, Joe cracked the code, man. That's the fucking game I'm playing. I'm streaming next after Police Nuts. But uh, yeah. But yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back, so see you in a bit. Hello, you're listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. Two K has agreed to an exclusive long-term partnership with Tiger Woods and will acquire HB Studios, the development team behind golf franchise PGA Tour 2K21. One of the world's most recognized golfers, the deal will offer 2K the rights to Woods' name and likeness. He will appear exclusively in PGA Tour 2K and any other golf game produced by the company over the course of the multi-year partnership. Woods will also serve as an executive director and consultant on the upcoming PGA Tour 2K games, taking an active role in game development. I am looking forward to making a return to video game landscape, and with 2K and HB Studios, I found the right partnership to make it happen said Tiger Woods. I'm honored to take part of this opportunity and looking forward to sharing my experience and insight as we build the future of golf video games together. So I brought this up um, because Beto used to play a ton of Tiger Woods when it was yeah. uh, part of EA. Uh, Joe, I know you played a good chunk of it too. And uh, I don't know how long it's been since Tiger Woods has been affiliated with a golf game because due to his scandalous affair love or like affair like cheating on his wife or whatever when was that yeah. in the early 2000s i think it's like late 2000s maybe. late 2000s he's been gone from video games for such a long time so i just wanted to kind of you know i think back then we thought like whoa tiger woods ain't never going to be in another there's not going to be a tiger woods video game ever again but this shows like over time people just stop caring and yeah well even you know. before that like because he took a he took a lot of time off uh after that and when he came back they fucking still loved him it was crazy like he, when people he were kind of talking shit talking shit saying that he wasn't still wasn't as good but he started like winning more tournaments and started playing really well and he's like okay he's fucking still got it and and because of that i feel like people just started liking him again 
when he won the fucking Masters a couple of years ago or last year or whenever it was, I was that was basically it. Once he did that, it was like, yeah, he'll get another game eventually. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. it was, there was no doubt in anyone's mind. That yeah, that's why I was wasn't surprised. Happen. But I mean, it's it's cool. To, it's cool. Like, I mean, it's gonna sell more more of the, more copies because that's a. I mean, a two K like a two K game. The two K game uh, golf game is really fun. Yeah, so just, having a face sell that, like especially the Tiger Woods selling it, it's gonna it's gonna sell even more copies because of that. I sent this to Joe and uh, Dave in our in our group text, and I told them that. Uh, they should have made a Destruction Derby game instead. <laughs> Is this something you guys will probably be picking up? Yeah. Well, we probably, just, yeah. We played the, the 2K golf game. We have it. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's fun. So now, I mean, it's, yeah, it's oh. really good. Do you yeah. think, do you think they'll be, with his insight, it'll improve the game? Or do you find like, oh, we'll just probably have the same game? I think game. it's just the license. Yeah. I think so. Because, I mean, they have a good game as it is. Yeah, and he, yeah, like I was say, they already have some. Uh, they probably got some other products that can go into like the little details mm-hmm. of the actual game. So, Activision Blizzard has reportedly laid off nearly 190 employees, including 50 employees from the company's esports division. Bloomberg reports that the layoffs affected less than two percent of the company's employees. Two percent translated to roughly 190 employees. 50 of these employees worked in Activision's esports division. U.S. workers laid off will receive a minimum of 90 days of severance and health benefits for up to a year. According to Bloomberg, an each employee laid off was given $200 in gift cards to Battle.net, which is the company's online video game storefront. Thanks. Uh, Sports <laughs> Business Journal reports that Activision executive Tony Patet said that 50 esports-specific layoffs are a result of the company's attempt to reinventing its esports division amidst the global COVID-19 pandemic. Petit told SBJ that the company is planning for a future where Activision esports looks different and are less independent on live events. In the wake of the news of layoffs at Activision Blizzard affecting between 50 and 190 employees, it's being reported that Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick could be set to pocket a payout of up to $200 million based on a stock-related incentive clause in his employee contract. According to Kotaku, union-sponsored pension fund advocate organization CTW Investment Group has claimed Activision's current soaring stock price, which has climbed throughout the pandemic, and will see Kotek benefit from the shareholders' value-creative incentive clause of Kotaku's 2016 employment agreement. This payout would allow of Kotek's 2016 employee agreement. This payout would also allow Kotek to collect incentive bonuses he has missed in previous years. Hmm. Hey man, that's a two hundred dollar uh, Battle.net card, right? Yeah, that's sweet. That's gonna fucking buy a lot of uh, groceries for that. Yeah, so uh, I know we talk about this type of stuff on the show. There might be some listeners that kind of go like, "I don't like hearing about this," but I like reporting on it because this shows how much the corporate side of video games, especially Activision Blizzard, is a bunch of fucking pricks and yeah, bobby kotek is a motherfucking asshole he gets bonuses every fucking year and i think that's a small bonus the 200 million i saw this post on uh on reddit say i've i've read i read about it and it said somebody in the comments said that they have like i don't know a certain amount of thousand employees that bobby kotek could have still taken a hundred million dollar bonus and given like ten thousand dollars to each of his employees and just like fuck that's, that's fucking that's ridiculous how, how much they pocket off of that 
And I like that uh, he's getting a lot of the bonus too. I heard he's getting a lot of the bonus too because the predictions of how much they were going to make Activision Blizzard throughout the year exceeded the amount of what was predicted. I mean, a lot of it due to COVID-19. So Bobby Kotick, Kotick is uh, um, you know benefiting from the pandemic with the high increase in video game revenue that's been going on. So. And he still fired people. Yeah, he still fired people. So. Like, oh, I'm thinking, I'm getting this much. I need to fire people. Because it exceeded the predictions. Well exceeded. So. Yeah. I think a lot of businesses are benefiting off of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Just uh, one in many uh, news articles I always like to bring up to kind of uh, just let you guys know that uh, companies <laughs> suck, man. They're a bunch of yes, they do. bitches. Anything you want to say, Joe? Not really. Nothing Nothing more than... Nothing that I couldn't... I've already repeated probably a lot already, you know? Yeah. Shitty. Developing games for next-generation consoles is challenging, especially if you're simultaneously developing them for current gen, as control developer Remedy was. But the PS5 and Xbox Series consoles were not equally challenging to develop for, according to Remedy's Thomas Pua. On Next Gen Console Watch, Pua said that Sony was a bit more ready with its PS5 early tools for developers and said that it was easier initially to get games like Control working on the PS5 than it was for the Xbox Series X and S. He did go on to say that both machines were still great to make games for, and while they're both still working out system level issues, this is normal for new hardware and things will ultimately get better with time. Sony stuck with working with their developer software and tools were pretty stable and good pretty early on, Pua said. Microsoft opted to change quite a lot of things, which is in the long run are probably good, but of course it was just a bigger hurdle for devs early on because he had to rewrite a bunch of different things to take advantage of specific features. Pua also said something to say about the Xbox Series S, namely that developing for it is admittedly holding developers back at least a little. It's no different from previous generations where the system with the lowest specs does end up dictating a few of the things you're going to do because you're going to have to run on that system, he said. The more hardware you have, the more you have to equally compromise a little bit when you're a smaller studio like us, when you just can't spend as much time making sure all of these platforms are super good. He added that quality assurance especially is a huge problem contributing to this as it is more and more expensive to test games and more platforms you have to test them on. I don't envy folks making Halo Infinite, he said. So with a little bit of this news, we we, we talked about this a little bit um, early on a f uh, last year. Um, we heard rumblings and news about, hey, you know, PlayStation had kits for developers super early on compared to Xbox, which was kind of surprising being that Microsoft announced the Xbox Series X way in advance than PlayStation, but again, that's more of an announcement, not hardware spec-wise. Um, so we always heard that that was a little bit of the problem for a lot of developers making games because they didn't have those test kits as early as a PS5 test kit for some. So it was difficult for them to, to get around that little hurdle. But with this interview with... Um, one of the developers from Remedy, we get more information about some of the problems with that. And also kind of a little bit more talks on how it is, it seems like it's kind of a not super huge negative, but having the Series S and X. So what do you guys think of that? 
don't know, it just reminds me a lot of like, you know, how, how the talk was every console generation, there's always like a one that takes a uh, console takes a lead for like easiest to develop for, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just not very, it's not very surprising that, you know, like developers have their, their quote unquote kind of like favorite, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. But I mean, in the long run, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's getting to that point. Like, we've talked about it before where it's like, it's all, it's almost all the same now. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, the consoles, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're like, even if you like developing for one more than the other, or like, like, they said it was the PlayStation that's easier to develop for. What was it? Something like that, right? That's what you're saying? No. The, uh, what I was saying is that since they had the test kits early, it, it's easier... It was easier for them to kind of start doing things, but since Microsoft kept changing stuff, they had to adapt to, okay, well, now that they're changing it, we have to kind of tweak things differently. But then also having to make a game for two consoles, not talking about previous when you have an S and X, one can do more than the other. That's a little bit more difficult to having to have your team focus on two different versions of a game. One is more powerful, but then you got to make this game run. So you're taking away resources. That's why he was saying that it's, he doesn't envy companies like, you know, who's made 343 Studios who are making something like Halo Infinite because now that's a flagship title. That's something that's a first party. And if it's not running good on the S, the one that you're prompting, it's going to suck when you're like, hey, we can have this game look and play this way on this console uh, but you gotta do you gotta bring it down for the s it's like fuck that takes time resources it takes manpower i think that's the discussion he was saying was it's not that helpful it's a little behind they're not as ahead as, as playstation is when it comes it, to to having to divide two different units i mean i think it's just a, a product of the fact that like you know like like they've said xbox is now just a platform it's not really there's there's so many different ways you can get on board you can still use the xbox one you know what i mean um you have so you you yeah but you have that but you're already seeing that developers are having a hard time having to make it work for all these not everything's gonna work the same you're having that now that's a probably a small hurdle but as time goes on we want to see these games progress we want to see these games take advantage of the hardware but if something's holding them back how does that help them? Well, here's the thing. Like, it, it, it isn't. It isn't a different console. It is. It's. I understand the, the the outlook that it is a different console. Like, well, it's it's. There's the limitations, but I'm just saying. You know, PC has had that same issue for fucking forever, and why aren't we hearing about developers talking about how oh it's just so much more work to do so this if you have that. a pc back in the day if you need to run crisis you needed a better graphics card you had to buy the better graphics mm -hmm. card you can play it on your windows 95 computer you had to buy this processor you had to buy this so it added on the costs consoles you can't that's mm -hmm. the difficulty that you can't just buy a little i'm gonna buy the new graphics card that will make me run i mean i could try to run my crisis on windows 95 but it's gonna chug and crash on me so i have to buy this new I, i'm not a tech savvy and whatever they call it but this new graphics processor 
you know you can play older games on a souped up pc so, but sometimes you have to like work around code or whatever but even if it's like now i'm trying to run the most souped up game game on a pc i still have to have the most souped up hardware i could probably have a, a downgraded one but it'll crash on me it'll have slowdown graphically it won't look impressive we're talking about consoles that are made you know we can't fuck with what's in well you can't fuck with what's inside but it's not intended to be that way that's a difference between pc and console that's why it was like a lot of people don't want to have to like fuck i have to get this graphics card if i want to play this game fuck you know and then you no, have I, I, know, I, I get what you're saying yeah. but i just i don't understand um, from the developer's viewpoint it's like well they're saying like you know like well now we have to make sure that it runs on both but i'm like yeah but like that was the whole thing with PC. Not everyone has the same graphics card. Not everyone has the same uh, CPU. You had all of these minimum and max. You had max, you had like recommended requirements and you had min requirements. Yeah. So it's like, it's always been a scalable thing on PC. Some of these developers, and, I'm, and I, again, I don't know if 343 has ever developed for, for PC or not, but like PC developers or companies that have developed PCs have known for years that all of these computers they're scalable you have to scale that that ability to create um your, your game to i don't run think game. it's it 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 it's that broad though some computers aren't gonna be able to play certain games yeah of course that's what the minimum the the minimum uh requirement is but like you have usually games have like a low mid medium ultra ultra high setting like i'm just saying like a lot of these it's been my experience from what i've seen that like granted an old computer is not going to run a new game but like there's a pretty good divide i mean there's a pretty good range of of affordable to high-end um pcs that one could like get in and to run a game and run it decently and mm -hmm. run it well and i'm just saying like if it's possible already to do that on like a, on a computer there's i don't get the argument that like it's it should be that difficult for the series x and s i i just I, I get what you're saying i understand what the developers are, are, are coming from i just don't see i'm just like well then you scale it you skip you obviously have your your x series x is the is your top of the line right and then you got to down so it's i just i don't know maybe i'm just i just am not seeing the huge yeah you know the i i i get that there it's it's obviously an issue for them mm -hmm. i just don't know why because yeah. if, if it's already been done with other things, with other, like the PC, like I said, and I granted PCs and consoles are two different things, but the ability to scale something has been something that's been, you know, it's been around for a long time. So it's just, it's one of those things where I just, I don't get it. So Remedy, get your shit together because Joe doesn't get it. Yeah, You piece of shit. Stop being a bitch. Bitch, yeah. Stop being a fucking bitch, Remedy. I mean, really, don't make like, Max think about Payne it. 4, you fucking piece hey, of shit. Take it hey, away from I Rockstar. I'm not shitting on developers, but for yeah. a long time, like during the PS3 and the 360, developers ported shit off of the 360 port to the PS3 because, and I don't want to be a dick, but like it was a lot of laziness involved where they just didn't want to learn what it took. And then certain companies started to take it on and be like, no, 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 we're going to figure this out. And then they got it going. And then you started getting the game. Remember parody. You wanted two games on the same platform should have had parody. And in the beginning, you didn't have that. Mm -hmm. Companies went out about it in, in, a, in a way where it was just like, well, why are you doing it like that? You're always going to have, you know, like forever, the 360 ports were always considered the, the greater. Remember? 
No, like, I remember. Ports of games. Yeah, and then it was easier and then, to develop. And people were like, it's one. easier to develop, and da, da, da. that was always the thing. It's like, oh, with the PlayStation, this or that. By the end of the console generation, once they got around to actually learning the intricacies and like the everything, you had that parity. So it's like. But that's the thing. I, we talk about it now. It's easier because the the Xbox was more of a like computer PC parts, where the PlayStation was just, hey, we're putting this fucking powerful emotion engine cell processor here you go it's like mm-hmm. how does it work well, i don't fucking know we just put all kinds of powerful shit so learn it as you go so you can't just copy and paste on the ps3 it had there had to be work done to make it run on a ps3 but as time goes on if you're a studio that's making both of those for two consoles why are you going to take that much time to learn it if you're making sales over the other one you know what i'm saying i get you i don't I fucking know all I know is that it was easier on PlayStation 3, and a lot of people were just like, shit's just thrown yeah. in on the PS3, you know? And that's where where companies like Naughty Dog, which were first party, Sucker Punch, were able to take advantage of the PS3 because that's all they had to learn. They didn't have to make games for Xbox. They didn't have to make games for that. You're having these companies having to make games for multiple platforms, not just PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S, they also got to do it for PC or just have it run on something else. Not everything's an easy copy-paste. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, I think so. Sony has provided a first look at the new controllers for PlayStation VR 2, which will combine finger tracking with the PS5 haptic feedback and adaptive triggers to provide a much deeper sense of presence and stronger feeling of immersion in VR experience. Revealed on the PlayStation blog, the new controller ditches the old-school PlayStation Move wand design for a more ergonomic set of peripherals that fit around the user's hands. The new controllers are orb-shaped and allow for a more natural fit without constraining the player's fingers. As for the new features available, the peripherals will adopt a lot of the features from the PlayStation 5 DualSense, including adaptive triggers and haptic feedback to bolster immersion and add tension to inputs. Finger touch detection will also be implemented in similar manners to Valve's knuckle controls. Essentially, the controller will be able to detect your fingers without the need to press buttons. Sony says this will allow for a more natural gesture during gameplay. The controls will also feature a tracking ring at their base and will track by the PlayStation VR 2 headset instead of the PlayStation camera. Each side features an analog stick, a grip button, a trigger button, and two button inputs. The left controller also has a create button creation. The right controller will feature the options button. Sony also says the prototype of this new controller will be in the hands of the development community soon, adding that there is still much to share about the next generation of VR on PS5. Did you guys see the picture of this? Yeah. Joe? No. No? Kind of like the Oculus type. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys, with, with this VR... Why, like, we heard Sony did say, hey, we're working on PlayStation VR 2, but it's not coming anytime soon. This is coming out later. Why show it now? Why show the controllers? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Isn't like no release date at all, huh? No, I, I, that's why I'm saying, like, yeah, this, this probably won't be, if I had to guess, next holiday yeah. around there, right? But why so early? Why do you think they do that? I don't know. That's weird. So used to them doing it now, like kind of late, late in the. Do you think like, it might be like a, hey, PS fives are hard to find, so uh, we're gonna show this and let you know to get ready, kind of thing. Never know, maybe. 
Is it okay? Well, you guys were. I mean, I, I as time. I mean, I talked about last week playing um, the Walking Dead, Sins and Sins and Sinners, and fucking Iron Man and stuff. Where I was like, "Hey, man, I'm still having fun with the VR, but those wand controllers." You kind of want something a little bit better, and then like next, like the week after, like they freaking show this, and it's like, okay, cool, that's what I want. You know, does this intrigue you guys more on VR? Does this show that like, okay, they're adapting to something new, or is this since it's so early on, do you not care? Does this show any promise to you guys? I think it's always going to improve. I think it's always going to get better. I'm sure it's going to get to a point where it's going to be, I mean, it's already cool, but like, you know, for me, call me old fashioned, <laughs> call me an old guy. I just, I, 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 it doesn't do, it'll never be the thing for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, it does look, I mean, it's pretty cool. To, I mean, the design is really just, I don't know, I feel like once somebody finds like a good design for a certain thing, like all of the other consoles or whatever, start copying it. Mm -hmm. like the, the Xbox controller, everybody kind of has that bulky controller now. So it's kind of like just <clears throat> going off of like the Oculus is doing it. Just, it looks like a more comfy remote mm -hmm. with the, with the, I mean, the haptic stuff is, is cool. So like that's, that's just something that's, that's interesting. Cause I want to see how, how that feels, but yeah. And, I don't know why why they would announce additionally. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I think you talking about the haptics. I think that might give them a little bit of an edge over all the other VR stuff because what came out of the PS5 console launch was everyone's impressions of the haptic feedback on the DualSense controller and how that could get adapted or used for VR could also be something that adds that extra sense of immersion in the VR games. I think now what's going to be interesting too is just how the headset is and how, I mean, I think all they kind of have to nail down would be resolution and display. You know, it has to be really good because it is... Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? It's tolerable on the PSVR, the resolution, but there's better stuff out there so they have to be i hope it's improved but i don't know for me it's a it's a little it's 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 good to see it um and it's a little nice kind of like oh shit well they got the controllers down maybe that's what it is there was so much negativity toward the the move controllers for vr and people saying that like you're using old tech for something that's new like what why are you doing that why are you Hampering that yeah, experience. It was, a, it was a patchwork job. Yeah. So I think this. But it is, was. Well, it's a, no, just, it was also a way to keep costs down as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which brings me to my other. I mean, this kind of shows. I think them maybe showing this early on is kind of show telling people like, hey, we know what we're doing and look forward to what's coming out. But with Joe saying that, it was a cost measure. Uh. I don't think this new PSVR 2 is going to be that cheap at all. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's either the same price as a PS5, to be honest. Okay. I, I, I honestly, which, I will not be which surprised. What is still more expensive, relatively than, cheaper, cheaper than a lot of the higher end sets out there. 
Is now, it? I know there's, I know the new shit now. Like there's yeah. the Quest. There's a lot of these smaller ones that run on their own thing that are pretty inexpensive. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like high end, like the, you know, like the. I know. Once you still need a PC to run, those yeah. are fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it would still be cheaper. Correct. Yes, sir. All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, and Gadget, GameSpot, and Polygon. You've been listening to 3PC News. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. talk about this week i don't know if you guys already heard this so we're gonna get on this right now and i really do guys want to see what your opinion is on it i was gonna save it for news but i think it's something that uh i think it was one of the bigger things out of this week but sony has announced that it has acquired the evolution championship series better known as evo the world's largest fighting game tournament sony interactive entertainment and rts an esports venture from Endeavor has acquired the assets and properties of e- the Evo series. The purchase means future Evo events are effectively Sony PlayStation events in partnership with RTS. Evo co-founder Tony and Tom Cannon will remain at Evo as key advisors, and Sony took the opportunity to announce the 2021 dates for Evo Online. This year's Evo event will be held digitally on August 6th through the 8th, and then August 13th through the 15th. Events will include Tekken 7, Street Fighter V Championship Edition, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and Guilty Gear Strive. Details on the online qualifiers will be shared in the coming weeks. As for other games, Evo business developer Mark Julio says Evo is still open to all platforms and that PlayStation and RTS are allowing Julio's team to work with its communities to support fighting games as a whole. Though that doesn't concretely answer whether games from first-party developers like Nintendo Super Smash Bros. will appear at future events. Today, we're thrilled to announce the next chapter in the story of the PlayStation and Evo, the world's largest and longest-running fighting game tournament, Sony says in a blog post detailing the acquisition. For PlayStation, today's announcement marks an exciting step in our journey to foster the growth of the fighting game community in esports and support competitive gamers widely on our consoles, says PlayStation. Fighting games are hugely popular on PlayStation consoles, with gamers logging more than 1.1 billion gameplay hours in 2020 alone. Sony says it will break down barriers for gamers so they can compete at all levels of the sport and reaffirm a commitment to creating a safe, inclusive environment for players. PlayStation links to Evo's message about fostering a safe community. 2020's Evo-only event was canceled following abuse allegations against Evo's organizer, Joey Siller, NetherRealms and Capcom pulled out of the 2020 Evo event in solidarity with members of the fighting game community who spoke out against abuse, and this turned part of a large scandal that threatened to envelop the whole community. Sony's official involvement could signal stronger organizational support to create a safer environment for players and attendees. What do you guys think of Sony purchasing Evo? Um, I mean, like missed at the end it feels like you're gonna have a lot more support having such a big company 
backing it. So it's it's cool for for the fighting game community. But who knows? Like, I'm, there's gonna be a lot of people pissed off if there's not any like uh, smash in it or anything. So well, I'm glad you brought that up because. Nintendo has provided a statement regarding Sony's acquisition of the Evolutions Championship Series. Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past EVO tournaments and wish the show organizers the best with their new venture. We will continue to assess EVO and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Bros. tournament activity, a spokesperson for Nintendo said. Yeah, we'll see if they actually participate because, I mean, that's that's a big part of evo now mm-hmm. since it started so i mean i'm hoping for I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they do uh do join it just so i mean just so we keep it going like normal how it used to be yeah but uh yeah it's cool it's a cool acquisition good acquisition for starting um but i was thinking uh evo was already kind of dying last year right like, well things that it wasn't doing it was, well well evo because there was that scandal with one of the old organizers, that sexual yeah. abuse scandal, and so everyone pulled out. So they yeah. ended up canceling it. It it was a double like whammy there. I mean, the fact that COVID was mm-hmm. hit, you couldn't run the tournament live. You couldn't do the whole, you know, in Vegas thing, which I'm sure was a huge hit to them financially. Yeah, and then once the other allegations uh the sexual or whatever it was the harassment thing um came about it then it killed any chance for them to do the online um i think what it basically says is i mean what it tells me is that they were basically on their last legs Mm -hmm. and really i have a feeling sony bought them this wasn't about sony so much wanting them this was about Sony basically saving them in a way, like mm. to keep it going, um, more than anything. I mean, maybe not directly, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think they would have been able to survive um, without someone being purchasing them and helping them and going forward. So I think this is the best. This is the best outcome I think they could have had. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure people aren't gonna like it. Uh, they're gonna like. They're gonna think that there's gonna be the biasness and everything like that. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, this was probably not gonna make it through another year, mm-hmm. I- if you ask me. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but if I'm guessing, no. With the, as much revenue as they lost, and I don't think they make a lot. It's not like Evo is this gigantic company yeah. that makes dollar money hand over foot. They make enough to run these tournaments. Is what they do. So, you know, you take something like the pandemic and, you know, and or you, you basically just take whatever it was that eliminated the entire tournament last year. It's a big hit to them. Huge hit to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I mean, the scandal didn't help, you know. No. At whatsoever. Um, and with Sony purchasing Evo, it does wipe that away. Because yeah. then it just makes it like, oh, well, Sony runs this. So it has nothing to do with what happened. You know, it's just a name now doesn't drag along all that extra baggage if they continued what they were doing it would have been evil but oh that guy who used to work here was molesting or doing things um how do you think this impacts fighting games with this acquisition uh, i don't know i don't know how, how like other c- 
because I mean they're not. I don't think there's gonna be another one. But like Killer Instinct, if, if like they come out with another Killer Instinct, how's that? Are they? It just depends on who's gonna participate in it. Mm-hmm. And who, you know, who knows if if Sony's gonna even keep it going for that long. So yeah, really don't know. They said they were still open, like like still open to having third parties and other developers. Um, do you think it's wise for someone like Nintendo or even Microsoft to like not allow Killer Instinct or set Smash Brothers at Evo? Gold. Uh, I think it's stupid. If the only reason, because it's Sony Online, and it's like the, it's not even PlayStation themselves that bought yeah. it. You know what I mean? So this is, it's really dumb. This is, it's still to most people, it's still the biggest playing game tournament in the world. It just would seem very petty if they just chose not to put their game out there because Sony owned it. Now, if there's a legitimate reason for them not to do it, like they're just like, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna do our own thing. We want to make our own money and and do our thing. Then that's that's even that answer. I would I would probably raise an eyebrow to that and be like, uh huh. But I mean, I can I can at least be like, okay, hey, that's your choice. But like, you know what I mean? Just to say nah for no reason, it would be stupid. I feel like if it was Microsoft that bought it, Sony would be like, we're not going. Well, yeah. they don't have a they don't have a uh, uh, a fighting game. No, I mean, what, it wasn't a fighter like exclusive for like a long time. Which one? Street Fighter Five. But it's still Capcom. Yeah, but but it's still like it was on their platform though. But they, they just gotta still, bring back. They, they still just hold. Bring back. They still hold the rights. It's like you have like we have Street Fighter Five, but they still have Street Fighter. They can't take Street Fighter away. You know. They just yeah. need to bring back to Shinden. Oh. Was it? That wasn't Sony. What about Guilty Gear? Wasn't that like? I mean, that's, I know it's not Sony, but I thought what, Battle Arena Toshinden was like an exclusive. No, it was it was a launch for the PlayStation, but Battle oh, Battle exclusive. Arena Toshinden is another company because it's on the Saturn. Oh, okay. Toshinden's yeah. the one the, the one hit kills like like more. No, that's like... Bushido Blade. That's Square. Oh. That's SquareSoft. Well, back in the day, it was SquareSoft. People have been bringing this up, like where people are going like. Oh, so fucking Sony bought it to show off their shit, and people have said like Sony doesn't have a fighting game. If anything, a lot of people. Is this were... <laughs> yeah, there you go. A lot of people were joking like, "Oh, it's coming back," <laughs> or no, they're just gonna play that game and be like, "That's all it is." Evil is just, you know, PlayStation All Stars. Yeah, I mean, like the acquisition, all that. I mean, like I don't. Th- I think they're honestly. I think it's just for advertising purposes. They're gonna help for advertising. I really don't think Sony's going to do anything. I think they're just going to let those guys do their thing because it would be stupid for them to be like, no, do it this way. It's like, well, we've been doing it our way. That's worked. Yeah. Like the one thing is this will get more eyes advertisement wise out there. You know, it can only, only thing is, is it, it benefits the fighting game community. Since we're talking about fighting games, you guys are super into Madden, right? What would it take for any type of fighting game for you to be that into it as you are in Madden now? A good, a good fucking release. Yeah, like I mean, really. it has to be fucking a good game, not piece of shit like Street Fighter Five was. It's true. It's true. That's it. That's all I gotta do. Just make a good game. Right, right from the beginning of launch, right when it starts. Yeah, not like have it like you have, you buy it for sixty dollars and it's not good until like eight years later. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Shit. Any other uh, thing on Evo at the Sony no. acquisition? No. no. Looking forward to what they do. Well, 
It's episode 311. So, in honor of the greatest band in the world, Joe, your favorite band. What is your favorite 311 song? I don't even know. The, I don't even know the fucking names. Don't to don't be shy, Joe. I don't know the names. I just know the, the how you they just, sound. You're like to me. It's not about the names. It's about the feeling. Do the one that you were doing earlier. Amber. Whoa. Yeah. There you go. Amber yeah, that is one. the I color of one. your. You don't see Joe's shy. He doesn't uh, talk about his feelings because he loves 311 so much. Didn't they? Uh, didn't they cover a, a Sade song too? Did they? Really? Did. Which one? I don't know. I can't remember. Sade. Shante. Sade. Sade. Right? That one? I can't remember. Beto, what is your favorite 311 song? My favorite the 311 song. Let me see here. I forget the names because there's so many, you know? So many great hits. Uh, yeah, I... I can't pick. Beautiful disaster. <laughs> Beautiful disaster. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this week. If. You want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns? You can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram. That's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with the three R D. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with Beto Esparza and Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done later. <laughs> Before we leave the show, before we end everything, is there any, anything you guys want to talk about? No. What does Jess have to talk? Jess, let me see. Jess, what do you want to talk about? Did you guys watch that South Park episode, the corn, the the, uh, the corn vaccination? Vaccination. Mm-hmm. Wow, she was trying to talk, Beth, though, and you you blocked her. Oh, I'm sorry, Jess. You cock blocked her. No, she was just putting them microphone to my face it's not a mic <laughs> that's her big old penis <laughs> <laughs> ow